I'm Elliot Malkin, and this is The People. You can hear them blocks and blocks away. I'm not going to try to imitate them. And it's sort of like... These parrots were assertive, they were loud, and it just seemed to be a whole parallel universe of creatures who were very similar to New Yorkers. My name is Steve Baldwin. I've been studying the wild parrots of Brooklyn for some time. What wild parrots? Ah, yes. The Brooklyn parrots are those parrots of the type Myopsida monachus, the Quaker parrot. They're native to Argentina, so when they escape from the airport, or however they got here, it's an environment that really is almost perfectly suited for them. They don't mind the cold, they don't mind the hot, they're used to the four seasons. And they live, you know, at Greenwood Cemetery, they're way up on this, the peak of this Gothic gate. There's actually this fictional entity called the Brooklyn Parrot Society. All right, which doesn't really exist except in my head. And it's usually only me and whoever happens to show up. But someone very nice actually offered me the chance to become a nonprofit with a board. And, but I just, I, I just couldn't complete the paperwork. I didn't want to deal with the bureaucracy. I just said, look, there's no money in this anyway. It's just the parrots. They represent themselves. And what are the activities of the Brooklyn Parrot Society? The activities of the Brooklyn Parrot Society are to maintain a website and then to lead these public tours every month. Uh, the parrots are always here, so rain or shine, we go out there and show the We, I, I go out there and show the public um, what's going on. And what's going on is not always the same, which is what keeps my interest and hopefully uh, the interest of folks who come out. You know, birds regulate their hormones by photo periods. And so as the days start to get longer, the, the hormones change, and then in March, they, the birds get very, very frisky, and they tend to argue. There's a lot of fighting. Uh, there's also a lot of construction because they're trying to, they realize, you know, we're going to have kids in the, in the spring or, or the early summer. We've got to fix this nest up. Other birds, like pigeons, which, which come out of the nest sort of hardwired or like burned into a ROM chip, they know exactly what they need. These young parrots have to be trained. They have to learn the language. They have to learn how to build, how to cut lumber, how to evade predators, how to function in the flock, how to respond to commands. You know, the parrots have a lot of different commands. It's sort of like school. You know, I'm a parrot person. I grew up with parakeets and parrots in my house. I think it was imprinted on me very young to have an affection for these animals. Where do you think your interest in parrots comes from? I, ha- you know, I, I, I wish this all made sense in a way that it, that, that it doesn't. I mean, I, I have other passions. I'm passionate about railroads, which has nothing to do with parrots. I mean, very, very tangentially has to do with parrots. I, I, I'm a musician, but I can't say I'm passionate about music. It's, it's something that sort of has come and gone in my life. Uh, and now I'm, I'm just sort of, I, I listen to music, but I have no interest in making it. I'm, I think I'm one of these people who has a lot of interests that sort of float, but it's very rare that something reaches sort of a critical mass that's going to make me commit to it. It's different with the parrots, but I hate to think of myself as a wild parrot activist because I don't think I make the cut. I haven't devoted my life to this, these creatures. In a way, it's just a hobby. Although I, I will say the, the last 10 years of my life have been, there have been many bad things that have happened. Uh, my, my father died, my mother committed suicide, and my sister committed suicide. I, I can't say that the parrots have sort of been this unerring beacon that I've followed, but I'll tell you, Elliot, when I go out and see those parrots, I always feel better about everything. And, you know, I have a job and responsibilities. I have to get up in the morning, get on the train. But 
there's something about seeing these little guys out there. No one really gives a shit about them. There have been many attempts to wipe them out. It's cold, but they will not stop doing their thing. Where are you from? I think I read that you grew up in the West Village. I did. I did. I lived, uh, we lived at 4 Washington Square Village. It was big modernistic, uh, multicolored high-rises. Did you have any pets when you were growing up? Yes. Back in the early 1970s when I was a teenager, we brought a parrot into our family. And it was a parrot that was on sale down on Bleecker Street. And when I think about those years, I think of it sort of being the, the coolest time in our family. Not that everything was great or that, we, or that I wasn't a you know, maladjusted adolescent or that my sister wasn't unhappy uh, or, or my, my parents were, weren't nervous and, and, and all those things. But it's sort of the last time that our family were together and the parrot was part of it. So you were in high school when you got the parrot? I was. I was having a rather difficult time in high school too. I just, I think I remember I sort of dropped out of high school when the Watergate hearings were going. I was I just had to stay home and watch the Watergate hearings. Eventually, I finished up, but I did not have a happy adolescence through no fault of anyone. I was a bit of a loner and um, not really able to make any strong human connections outside of my family. And then any time I went to Brooklyn back in those days, I don't want to exaggerate. I probably went to Brooklyn a few times and nothing happened, but it seemed to me that whenever I went to, to Brooklyn, something bad would happen. I'd go to Coney Island, I would get chased by groups of kids. I would go to, to, to school. Uh, later on, I went to school in Brooklyn, and I would get roughed up. Um, sometimes people would just come up to you on the street and just sort of randomly just hit you, you know, or maybe this happened to me. <laughs> and so I sort of I grew up very, very wary and, and, and very distrustful of people in this town and very, uh, this may also just sort of get back to the parrots. I think maybe there's something I identify with in the parrots because, I mean, the parrots, they don't belong here, really. Uh, and they don't really have any defenses. The only people they can really rely on are their own clan, their own kind. If anyone listening to this wants to learn more about the Brooklyn Parrots, what should they do? Well, come to the website, brooklynparrots.com. We run the trips every month. It's usually the first Saturday of the month. It's always free. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, thanks for coming out today and talking to me. Thank you, Elliot.